what if our greatest satisfaction came in really and truly understanding that we are truly powerful and we don't need to run from things that seem that they could cause us pain. We actually need to go straight for them, like make a beeline for it because on the other side of that is the breakthrough. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the Kathy Heller podcast. Before we get started today, I want to ask you, have you already signed up and joined the free workshop that I'm doing this week? It's going to be amazing. Truly. We're going to meditate every day. We're going to completely and totally change the way you see yourself and change the way you see money and change the way that you're able to tap into your power within you and your ability to manifest and to become the abundant person that you really were meant to be. If you want to join me, go to kathyheller.com slash wealth and you can join me for this free event. It's going to take place on Zoom Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 Eastern. Grab your seat. It's free. So today I'm going to share a coaching clip from one of my programs and you're going to hear me talking about what really is the key to manifestation? How do you manifest what you want? How do you move aside the fears that keep you from abundance? And how can you tune into the fire so that you can rise into who you really are meant to be and tap into that zone of genius? There's a lot of good nuggets here. I think you'll get a lot from this. Take a listen. Here we go, guys. Here we go. But what we want to do is get into it today because, as I said, the rubber is going to meet the road. So let's just review a couple things, okay? You came here because you are a creator, you are the master manifester. You, you and you alone. No one else is coming to do it for you. It's not on them to do it, right? It's you. It's your job. And like Dorothy with the red slippers, we just miss it because it's hidden in plain sight, right? She just couldn't see those bright shoes on her feet. Yesterday, my daughter was in an assembly. She's like, I have shoes in the car. And so we go to the car. There's no shoes in the car. No sneakers, but a friend of ours had left her daughter's pink slippers, (laughs) like house slippers, which are a little too small for her. And I was like, this is what you're wearing, Eliza. You're wearing these pink slippers. So everyone's like, nice shoes. Anyway, I came back home to get her sneakers and brought them back to her school. But they were hidden in plain sight or maybe not so much. Everybody saw them. You have those slippers. It's just that you can't believe that it's that simple. So you just ignore it. You just ignore it. I was on a Zoom call last night with Rabbi Aaron, who's talking about the soul and the afterlife and consciousness. And he said something so beautiful. He said, imagine if you were standing at the door of a castle and you were looking through five keyholes to try to see into this castle, what it looked like. He said, for most of us, most of the time, that's your level of awareness. Like you're looking at the world through five keyholes. And he said, those five keyholes become your five senses and you see the world as physical and you miss the whole thing, right? You miss the whole thing. Your body's a perception. The world is a perception. It's all a thought. It's all a perception because it's all consciousness because it's all made of energy. It's all moving. It's all vibration. And so the skeleton key to an expanded consciousness and the skeleton key to you 
mastering your ability to manifest is to master your vibration. And as the Indigo Girls said, the hardest to learn is the least complicated. Simple is hard. Simple is hard. So we start to realize, don't we, how often we go unconscious. We start to realize often how we create these worlds that we just don't want to be in anymore. But the point is, it's a perception away. And it sometimes is very frustrating while it's also very empowering because you say to yourself, that's it. That, that's what I came for. That's what I came for. And it's like, right. That's what you came for because every single thought is not actually just a thought, right? The thoughts create a chemical and the chemical gets released into your cellular body. And not only that, it creates so much heavy energy. It slows you down. Literally, there's a speed of energy and it will slow you down. And so, yeah, mm -hmm, thoughts really do turn into things. Thoughts really can make you well and they can make you not well. And thoughts really have the ability to change your frequency. And if that's true, then we have to focus and we have to get really good at being awake and being conscious and not spending time unconscious and being the driver of our focus and steering ourselves in that direction. So we've been spending the time to work that muscle, to start to even be aware of that muscle, to come home to ourselves in a way where there is this level, this deep embodying, right? This deep conscious that starts to give us so much more aperture, so much more of a lens. So we, we just see further and then we just start to glide. We start to move. We start to allow ourselves to play in this bigger ocean because this ocean all of a sudden was always there and now we can swim in it and now we can thrive. So we've spent this time, you know, sort of moving into that because we can manifest anything we want. We just have to give up the belief that we can't have it. I'll say that again. You can have anything you want as long as you're willing to give up the belief that you can't have it. Yeah, you have to start believing there, focusing there, allowing there, and let go of the arguing for the limitation, which is just not helpful. So a lot of you want to do that. And so whether you knew it or not, I like to use the analogy of Daniel and Mr. Miyagi, where he has him you know, paint the fence and sand the deck and wash the cars, and he's like, Listen, old man, I came here to learn karate and you're just, you're just a jerk. You're just using me, you know? And he's like, yeah, I'm using you. So show me how you paint the fence. Show me how you sand the deck. Show me how you wash the car. And all of a sudden he's like, oh my God, I got it. I totally got it. Right. So when you want for something, you can very easily get confused and think that it's outside of you and think that your happiness is there too. And the more that we've sustained these many weeks where we keep bringing you back into wholeness, we keep bringing you back into the ability to find a more elevated state. Now, when we start to talk about some of the things that we can do from that level of intention, it becomes easy. There's ease in it. But when we are plugged in to the notion that we need something outside of ourselves in order to make us whole, we're just going to keep pushing it further and further away, which is why this whole hustle culture, it doesn't work, right? If it did work, you would just need one of those bumper stickers and everybody would have at it, right? You just hustle your way and it would just be done. But it doesn't really work. And it doesn't work because cause doesn't create effect. Intention creates effect. Alignment creates the effect. 
you receive, you draw it toward you, you allow it to happen. You are it and it just shows up because it can't not because it is the reflection of what you are. And so we've been spending our time there. And so today we're going to talk about the business of business and how we can put together all of the building blocks that we've been stacking up and you can see how they can turn into a level where you can receive a business. And I quite frankly think that it is a fantastic way to spend your time, especially as a woman in the world, because I think that it is high time that women allowed themselves to lead and to rise. And I think that the time is actually up on us not doing that. Now, one thing I'm going to say is that it needs to be really clear. When you're in business, what do you think is the single thing that keeps your business a business? Like what keeps a business going? From one level of awareness, what makes a business a business is the economics, right? Because if there's no revenue, that is not a business. That is a hobby. That is a passion. That is in the, now hobbies and passions can become businesses. And I hope that that's what is so for you. But if it's a business, there is revenue. And this is where, and I'm generalizing, but it's pretty, it's pretty much a thing. This is where men and women get a little bit on different tracks, right? Because men tend to be very good at just being direct about that. Like, this is the business. This is where the revenue is. That's what I'm here for. Where women almost seem like they have to like dance around it. Like, oh my God, I mean, I'm making money, but it's not about the money. It would never be about the money. How can I ever make it about the money? Like I shouldn't have any money and I don't want to have any money and I don't want you to think I have any money. It's like, wow, wow, your relationship with money is in the toilet, right? We are just so backwards on the money thing. And now we're not going to allow that. And it's not going to really happen because there's a lot of static. There's a lot of resistance in there and it's got to go. That has got to go. All right. Now let's, before we even talk about going further with you claiming your business, let's understand that what I said earlier, I said for a reason, because thoughts, your consciousness around things will slow you down or speed you up. And so you could say, start to just give it to me, Kath. Give me the chapter and verse. Just lay it down. What are the steps that I take here? And I'm going to say, first of all, we've been telling you some of these really important steps and you're ready now for the like sort of icing on the cake. You're ready to kind of put it all together, whether you know you are or not, you are ready. Actually, you're over ready. You've been ready for a long time. You're like the banana that like, if you don't use it today for the smoothie, it's either banana bread or bust. Tomorrow, it's nothing. It's going to be compost, right? You're over ready. You are so ready to rise that you're over ready and it's time and you know it's time. And you know that there's been a way in which you've been holding yourself apart from that which is your destiny. And there's a part of you that's so sick of being sick and tired about not stepping into that. And I feel it and I know it and that's why we're here. So we need to be willing to fully allow ourselves to hear the things that I am saying and then just get conscious, get super conscious where you feel, forgetting what you're thinking, where you start to feel the energy drop. Because where that energy drops, that's where you are dropping. That's where you will not be in business because there's a part of you that is feeling that this is not safe all of a sudden, right? The further you rise, the further you stand in reception, there might be a part of your brain that comes with a lot of energy that says, don't do this. 
you won't belong. People will say things about you. You'll seem greedy. You, who are you to do it? You're a fraud. You, there's no way you can promise anything. You don't have what, what you think you have. Like all of that stuff. Don't think that's just a thought. That comes with a lot. And that consciousness is heavy weight. And with that heavy weight, you can't fly. That's clipping your wings, right? So we need to start to be really clear. Let's really change it around so that we're not backwards. And then we're going to talk about what is the steps to take. Because when your energy is aligned, when you have a full fire on the stove, you can boil the water. But if we're not getting fire out of that stove, I don't care how beautiful the pot is. I don't care that you're using desalinized, alkaline, pH balance, one, two, five. I don't care what it's called. There's no boiling water happening here. We're not going to cook, right? We need to fully give way and clear out what is in the way of us being able to turn the fire on. Does that make sense? Okay. So let's really be clear. When you are making an offer, and first of all, I'll say this probably a few times as we go through today. If you want to make more money, if you're in the business of wanting to make money, right? You can create and manifest abundance in a zillion ways, but in the conversation around making money, if you want to make more money, you have to make more offers. Period. So simple. The more offers you make, the more money you're going to make. And so we need a clear house. We need to clear the cash, clear the browser history. So you can just go ahead and do it. So you can just simply go ahead and be available to serve the people that you're meant to serve and to serve those people that you're meant to serve. And I'm going to say that again, because most of the time where you go unconscious is you think you're now supposed to go serve everyone, including the people who have no business with you, people who are going to complain about anything you do, people who are not able to see you. They're not willing to see you. They're not trending there. And there's no reason for you to play there. And you know it. And that is what's slowing you down and keeping you from serving the people you're meant to serve. That's really important. So one thing we need to understand when you have a business, when you create products, I mean, I bought three, I went a little crazy this week. I went to Neiman Marcus to buy this really cute pair. I can't wait to show them. They're going to ship them to me. But here was the double bind. So I went to buy this pair of Fendi sandals, which I freaking love. And she's like, oh, the size you need is not available. And I was like, oh my gosh, but I need to walk out of here with a pair of shoes because I had walked out of the house with Uggs on. And then next thing I knew it was 74 degrees. And I didn't want to wear the Uggs and I really wanted the sandals. So she's like, well, you could buy another pair of sandals. So I bought another pair of sandals and I wound up walking out with three pairs of sandals. So <laughs> oh, great, great on the sandals, <laughs> considering that they were each you know, $900. I was like, that's a moment, but they're great. And it's about to be summer. And I've literally been walking around in the same pair of Birkenstocks for three years. Why? For what reason? I need to ask myself, like, could I not just allow myself? I need to wear them every freaking day. Could I not just buy a few pairs of sandals that I love? Yeah. Yesterday was the day. I say that because whether you're selling a product like Fendi sandals, or you are inviting someone to a retreat, or you're selling this freaking water that I got at this like, little shop at the top of Bel Air, which is like $6 for this bottle of water. This this water is going to make me fly as a water. Whatever it is that you're selling, if it's a product, if it's a service, I just today just had a woman come through, just came through. She's actually in our program. She runs a business called Concierge. It's like a packing organizing services. Love that. I was like, walk through my house, give me an estimate, organize the hell out of it. Can't wait. Like, can't wait to not open drawers and see like a Barbie with no head or like 15 games that have no pieces. Like, can't wait to have the feeling of ease, right? Whatever you're selling, 
that service, something you teach, right? What is your side of the street? Let's get really clear what you're selling, no matter what. What are you actually selling? Essentially, you guys, you remember in class, I mean, some classes in college, you know, your teacher would use like a pointer, like a laser pointer, or maybe like a little actual pointer. (laughs) Does anyone use those? I feel like conductors use them, but they don't use them to point. Well, it's really simple, but really that's what you do. You just point. You just point towards possibility. You just point towards the horizon. You point towards a vision of something that's bigger than what they could see before. That's it. Because if it's all consciousness, all we really want all the time, we think it's a pile of things, but really our favorite part of the pile of things is creating the things, having the thought but then turns them into actual reality because they came from our consciousness, right? That's why we like stuff. It's not the outcome of the stuff. You ever notice once you have this stuff, you just want another thing? Because you like the dreaming it up. The, I just had a desire. I just can create that. Oh my God, no, it's happening. It's happening. It's coming into like 3D form. That whole process is really fun. But therefore, what do people really want to experience? They want to experience more consciousness, greater awareness, greater ease, more elevation, a higher frequency. That's all that exists at all. That's all that actually exists. And that's all that we're chasing all of the time. And it's all available all the time. And we don't always know how it is. And so certain things bring us back to that within ourself that gives us more of that period, end of story. And so sometimes Fendi Shoes reminds you It jolts you back into a higher frequency where you start to feel your own energy expand or you take a class and somebody says something and it opens you back up to more of your own truth. You get more bars of your own energy, your own intuition, because that's what you're in love with, right? That's what you're feeling so, so much. And so when you charge someone for something, I find that people really get this wrong. They really get this wrong. And we've talked about this before, but we need to really get it because we really don't get it. What's the most that you've ever charged anyone for anything? What's the biggest price, the most money you've made ever from a transaction? $5,000, $75,000, $250,000 for the year. How much would you like to have just typed? What would feel really good, really electric? What would feel really amazing? What number? 100,000, 50,000, a million. Yeah. You know why that feels good? Because your soul knows that that's all available. And there's a part of you that's really tired of just not allowing yourself to thrive. And we talked about that, but these things need to be reminded and reminded and reminded of us because we, we really go unconscious. But why do you think you haven't charged that? Right? If it's all consciousness. It's all perception. You don't have to go actually move a mountain. You just have to move the way you're orienting. So why do you think you're not charging it? What's the reason? What do you think is the reason that you don't have more that you're allowing in, that you charge? Why don't you put up fear of perception or fear of perception of worth, imposter syndrome, the market, I'm not ready yet, willing to receive, need to be consistent, lack of exposure, Oh, these are so good. You don't feel worthy, limiting beliefs. These are so good. Okay. So you guys ready for the big reveal? Just really read these. The reveal will be better. It'll be a better payoff. Need time to build it up. Fear of not enough bookings. Don't like that I have the kind of product feels easier. Believe no one will pay my talents. Fear of being greedy. 
Yes, lack of confidence. Does anyone notice what all of that is about? Like what is the theme there? Lack of ability to receive, not worthy, fear, scarcity. You guys are making this really good for me. It's like, you know, the amount of momentum it takes to like shoot a cannon, right? It's like you're building this up so good for me right now. You have no idea. Thoughts, enough, ego. Yeah. Hey, you guys ready? Every single thing that you guys were just writing, it's not about her. It's about you. So here's the thing. Are you guys ready? What you do when you sell and you sell things at a greater price, you are believing in your client. It's not about you. All of this is about you, which is why your business is not thriving the way you want it to. When you sell someone something, it has nothing to do with you. What you're selling is your belief in your client. When I sell people into this program, it's because I am one zillion percent. I am infinitely convinced of your potential, of your magnetism, of what you've got, of what you're bringing, of what you came to this world with, of what you can set down and what you can allow yourself to receive. And I am going to keep pointing there and I won't stop. And I'm going to set you free because you're not going to feel that my worthiness is something that you have to reassure me of. I'm not going to be needy with you. I'm not going to be codependent with you. I'm not going to need you to make sure that I feel okay. I'm not going to need you to reassure me of my value because I'm not even here to discuss my value. My value is irrelevant. It's about you. The greatest companies of all time understand what Seth Godin taught me. Business is radical, radical, radical empathy. It's radical. Why? Most people are so obsessed with themselves when you play from this aspect of yourself as ego, it gets really hard to receive in that place because it's all about you. How much can you earn it? How much can you impress? How much do they think or not think of you? Boy, are you needy of them. Wow, does that put people in a position where it feels heavy, man? It's heavy. And they feel it. There are no secrets in the energetic field. It is all immediately absorbed. But when you are there to sing it from the rooftops about what you see in somebody else, boy, do they feel that. It feels like the sun just hit their face. It feels like wide open spaces. It feels like this is the one. She's got me. She's not thinking about herself. She's all eyes on me. It's all about my potential. We go into a launch when we are selling anything, the way that I sort of show up, the way that I talk to my team, we all get it. This is something we are here to point toward that is available to you. And we are going to allow you fully to choose. You have autonomy. And we are so clear. It's so clean, right? So I am here to stand. I am here to stand as an ambassador for you, on behalf of you, I will be in it, right? And so at the end of a launch, when we open cart, the reason that I will get really animated is because I feel morally obligated to say, listen, there's so much more for you than you are allowing yourself to enjoy. And you can say no 
And you can just keep it over there until you're ready. But it does exist. It does exist. You don't have to walk on your knees for thousands of miles. You don't have to be good. And you don't have to keep putting off everything that you truly know is who you are. You can just actually live. And so that's the distinction. And so when you really get that, you really, 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 really get that, you go, oh, no wonder Apple is the most successful company that has ever existed by miles, right? Like the level at which they are able to profit their profitability from such a luxury item. It does not make sense from a place of predictability, but it makes sense from energy. And it's because this is called what? iPhone. It's all about me. This computer I'm talking to you on, it's my iMac, right? What's the whole thing of Apple? Share your magic. Make your music. Write your song. Write your script. Take your pictures. You are the artist. You are a creator. That is literally what they sell you. They sell you your creative potential, period, end of story. And you're like, get me in it. I don't care. I already have the other iPhone. You know, every 18 months, you're going to look, you're at least looking at the next one. Maybe you'll wait for the next one after that, but you're getting a new one. You will get the new one because you want to have a relationship with Apple because Apple tells you you're a genius. Literally, they say, you're a genius. You, 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 you are a genius. Not them. They don't waste one second of your time to talk about themselves. They've got nothing to say. When you walk into an Apple store, it's white, empty, because you fill it. They've got nothing to prove. You watch an Apple commercial, it's blank. It's all about you. Give them space to see themselves. How genius is that? They're totally right. So how do we get from here to here? We deconstruct and reverse engineer what's already worked. Look to Apple. It really is the gold standard. That's it. You want to be the most successful company ever? Look at what the most successful company ever has done. So then if I go back and say, what have you charged? And I go back and say, when have you made an offer? And I go back and say, where are you at with this? What you can see is I haven't decided yet stand for other people's potential because I've been worried about mine. And today's the day, you guys, that we're just going to make that shift. And now you can just rise because on behalf of her, the one who's trending, who can actually hear you, she needs to see that reflected in herself. So why on earth would you bring static in here when that's not a gift for her? So there are plenty of people who will never, ever, ever want to pay for things. And there are plenty of people who would probably say, oh my God, I would never spend a thousand dollars on a phone. And then they do, or they would never spend $600 on earphones. And then they do. They do that because people never actually ever, 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 ever buy the price. They just buy the value. And the thing that they find most valuable is being able to have more of an ability to see their own potential. And when you create that, you have a giant business. And that comes from checking your ego and checking your egocentricity, which is making things all about yourself. So when I say that I want to see women really rise in leadership and business, it's like, yeah, this is the ultimate feminine energy. 
the feminine is all about seeing potential. There's however trillion sperm, we take one, we turn this one seed into a life. The feminine receives and creates a space for potential to thrive. That's what it does. So this is actually our inherent innate wisdom. This is what we know how to do best. And this is really the essence of creativity. Creativity is creating the conditions for a seed to thrive and grow into a plant. Creativity is creating the conditions for which something can actually happen in a room because you create the space. That's what the feminine does. It creates the space for things to be created, for things to rise. That's what it is to build a business. It's checking all the stuff about your ego at the door so that you can get busy creating a world for her to step into so she can create her potential. And that's all that branding is. And any brand that you look at and deconstruct, if you look at Fendi, I was just talking about before, if you look at Apple, if you look at any brand that you love, you're going to see that that's really what they're doing. They're just creating a world for you to see a reflection of yourself in a greater way than you saw it a moment before. Does that make sense? So then I ask you, why are you not doing that? What a waste of time. So in today's workbook, we're talking about offers. And we spent time having you look at what are the things that you like to give? How do you like to serve? And we wanted you to play with and test giving that. And some of you have already been in that. Some of you have been charging already. We wanted you to just practice doing that which you love to do because you love to do it. And we want you to up the ante on it. And if in fact you want to make money, we want you to boldly with this level of consciousness, create business. Essentially with business, we create this world based on this frequency that we just, we sort of just like took that little stick and made some cotton candy. Did you feel that? Did you feel how we like just sort of moved it till it got thicker and thicker. And now you're like kind of locked in. You're like buckled into the ride now. You were like looking at the roller coaster going, I don't know what the hell she's really talking about. It looks a little cool, but a little scary. Now you're like fully buckled into the ride and you're like, I see now. I got it. So now that we're in, right, we take this consciousness and we can move from here, can't we? It's way easy to move from here than it was seven minutes ago. Seven minutes ago, you were seeing through the filter and the film of ego, resistance. It was all about you. We've just flipped it. It's all about her. Ooh, this is so fun. So now our business is creating the most amazing world for her to step through. This is Alice in the Looking Glass. You're creating a looking glass. You're creating a world. It gets to be fun. It gets to feel amazing. And so how does a business work? Well, people pay people who they know and like and trust, and they start to understand. They start to get they get into it. They start to feel connected to the brand, right? And how do people do that? Well, they show up, right? They show up in your life. How do they show up in your life? Well, most brands are omnipresent. You know, you hear ads in podcasts, you see billboards, you see McDonald's, you those little figurines with these little characters from the movie. It's kind of like omnipresent. It becomes like a part of your life. But again, we don't need to be making $600 billion running these giant corporations. We're talking about let's make 5 to $10 million a year. How does that sound? Let's make 5 to $10 million a year. You can live a really beautiful life. Let's go get that. Okay. So you don't need to have billboards. You don't need to have figurines and McDonald's toys. You don't need to have, you don't even need to be running podcast ads, right? So what do you need to do? You need to tell the story. You need to tell the story about this world. 
you need to pick a place to tell this story. So you can tell this story on your social media. You can tell this story in your own podcast content that you create. We did a whole week on that. And then you got to give somebody a taste. And so before you buy the Lexus, you're going to test drive it. Before you buy the wedding dress, you're going to make the appointment at Kleinfeld's and you're going to try on that dress and they're going to offer you champagne. And so why would we think that it's not supposed to work that way? Why would we go back to thinking about ourselves and go, I mean, I put it out there, nobody bought it. It's like, right, because never in the history of the world has that ever happened. So it won't happen to you either. Let's have some empathy for yourself, but also for the person and then just do what she needs to do. This is like, and this is maybe a crass example, but maybe not. I mean, we're all adults, but it's like, you don't just have sex. Like you got to work your way up to it, right? You're going to go to dinner first. Maybe he's funny. Maybe he's cute. And then it's like all the right buttons get pushed. And now, now you're like, okay, it's on. Let's not, and then no more time. Let's go. Right. That's what has to happen. That's what has to happen. And so what we do is we're like, I don't understand. Like it's amazing because it makes complete sense that it wouldn't work that way. And yet we're like, I don't understand. I mean, I put the offer out, didn't work. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. You know what I mean? So we have to build that momentum. We have to build that momentum. So you have to be showing up. And then what's that second thing I said? You have to give somebody a taste of it. They have to taste it. When you open a coffee shop on Main Street, you best believe those people will be outside for a few weeks going, come on in, here's a free sample. Because people need to start to be involved and to have an experience. And then they go, you know what? That was damn good. Let me have the mocha frappa hazelnut, whatever latte. I like that. So where are you in creating the world, sustaining that this is about her? This is going to be, this is the most important piece. And then what would it be like to give her a sense of this? How would she get a sense of this? Does she get on a one-on-one call with you? Does she take a little workshop from you for free? Do you go over to her house and organize one room in her house and then say, let me send you a proposal for what this house could feel like and look like, and I'll send you the fee and I'll send you the three ways that we can get this done. But how does this work? Where is the place you're showing up, the world you're creating? What are the values? What's the story you're telling? She's the gotta be the hero in the story. So she's the hero in the story because it's about her. It's about her getting to the promised land. It's all about her. It's not about you. So you got to show up boldly. You got to open your arms to welcome her and you got to point to where she's headed. And we need a really clear outcome because people don't buy the process. They buy the promise. When you're buying Tylenol, do you really want to know all of the ways in which it works inside your body? Or you just want to know like, freeze your headache. You're like, no more headache. I want the outcome, right? What's the outcome? We're doing a five-day challenge and I'm like, This challenge, this workshop, teach you how to manifest, teach you how to manifest abundance. Great. I would like that. I'd like to know how to be a manifester. I'd love to know how to create abundance. Great. Let me get that. But I really don't need to take them in and go, I mean, even when I sold the program, which I always do, like I don't sit there and go, okay, week one, I'm doing this. No one cares. Just get me the freaking outcome. Just get me to where I need to be, right? Just get me there. Also, let go of this existential dread around what's the business, what's the offer. You should have 15 offers as you go through your life. You're going to have one offer and you're going to test it. And then you might have another offer. Then that starts to cook. And you're like, ooh, I love turning thoughts into things. And 
I'm going to add this to the next burner. Now I have this business, but I have this business that's an adjunct to this business. And oh my God, now this one's so big. I'm going to go all right, right now. I mean, I have a book that's coming out. I have a podcast. That's a whole business. I have courses. We have retreats. I mean, we could add products if we want. We could create planners. I have friends that are making a million dollars a year selling a planner once they have an odd. I mean, there's just, it just doesn't end the things that we can do. It just doesn't stop. It's so much fun. And all we're doing, marketing is what? Communicating. We're telling a story. We're telling a story and pointing. People go, oh, great, I'll buy it. So why are you not telling a story? You can speak, you have language. Why are you not telling the story? Who are you telling the story to, right? So if you're an artist, where do you want to sell your art? Who's your investor? Are you commissioning these things? And if you're commissioning them, then where do those people hang out? Are you going to gather some friends because you know one person who is at a certain place and maybe she can gather the kind of people who would be your buyer. Where do those people hang out? Where are your people already hanging out? Go to them. If you have donuts that you make, you might want to do a pop-up on campus at a college. You'll sell out of those donuts. You'll need backup actually. And you might want to be there at 345 in front of the library. Like where are the people already hanging out? If you're a coach, where are those people hanging out? Who already has that audience? How are you getting out there? What what conversation are you having? And for all of that, everything starts with a conversation. Your first $100,000 is you having a conversation with someone over and over and over again. And as Seth Godin also says, you have to be willing to tell mediocre stories so that eventually you'll tell a brilliant story. You have to be willing to tolerate making something messy. You have to be, you know, I was talking to Jason Moraz. He's become a friend of mine, but I said to him something about like, how does he keep going when there could be pressure because he's already won Grammys and things like that. And he said back to me something that I say, which was so interesting. He's like, you know, when I was in high school, like I was such a C student, you know, I was good at like creative writing and chorus, but I was so bad at like government and history and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, because it's all an illusion. You, you couldn't compute it, right? Because he's such an open heart. He's so into the infinite. It's like government. Uh, like he got, I was like, that's why you failed it. You know, he's like, I couldn't get it. Like I couldn't grasp all of the stuff. I'm like, of course. So he said he loves that he was a C student because he's never expected himself to do anything perfectly. And so it's given him his wings, right? And he's like, you don't know how many songs I write that are just like, so not good. Like just like, what was that? And he's like, and I do it over and over again. And then of course, inevitably, like song number 11 is so good. It's just like, I write my way through the bad songs. I just let them happen. I let them come out, write a bad song. So he says, I always say, I always say to people, go write a bad song. Right. And I'm saying to you, go start a bad business, like make it messy, make a bad Instagram post, but, but do it right. Get it done. Get it done. Get it done. Get it done. And just like, get at it, like take all of those shots, right? You're going to miss more than you're going to get, but you got to get in there. And so why don't we do that? Shame goes back to ego. Oh, it's going to be messy. What if one person buys it? Oh, it'd be so embarrassing. What if it isn't? What if it's amazing? What if this is your, this is your training ground? All of that money is bonus anyway, because this is you learning how to show up and how to get it and get it again and get it better, right? We're still learning. I've been posting shitty graphics for six and a half years because that was the best I could do. That's okay. I'm going to keep getting better. I'm not going to make it stop me, 
people are like, well, I can't start a podcast until I have the perfect this. And the person's like, what are you doing? No, go. You don't want everyone listening to your first podcast anyway. You don't want a thousand clients your first offer anyway. You don't know what you're doing, right? You want to go at the pace. You just need the next half step and the next half step. So think about what it is that you're offering and then try to come up with scenarios like, where's your best audience? I have a friend who sells tea. He has a tea company. That's what he does. He makes a, he makes a fortune. He makes millions of dollars selling tea. You know why? Because when he made the list of where should I sell the tea for whatever reason, he's like, what about fine hotels? Boy, was that smart. So he got his first client, which was the Beverly Hills Hotel. And that, that hotel owns like three hotels. So what happened? They liked it. Now it was in all those hotels. What do you think happened next? The Sofitel wanted it and the Peninsula wanted it. And now he's in the luxury hotels. Anyone could have been in there. It's, it's, it's right on par with other kinds of tea. But instead of like, doing it a different way or going, there's no way I can sell tea. He booked a meeting to have a tasting with the management at the spa at the Beverly Hills Hotel. That was a good use of time, right? What do pharmaceutical reps do? Those like cute girls, the pencil skirts are like, I brought you Subway sandwiches for your whole office. It's like, okay, probably a good investor for you because this dude probably has the patience that you need, but he gets these people all the time. And so he or she, whoever the doctor is like, Sometimes they just say, fine, you know, the girl brought better cookies, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. But it's like, where are you with that experience? Where are you showing up? Where are you allowing people to interface with you and hear your story and see the possibility in getting to be a part of this, right? It's your enthusiasm that they want to buy. It's you showing them what's on the other side. And you can do this with anything, Brian Grazer was like, I want to make movies. So I used to go into the rooms and sell people the stories. And then every movie is a startup. They have to raise money every single time. Every movie is a brand new, it's a brand new LLC. It's a brand new business, right? With brand new investors. And he sells it with words. He sells air and people buy it. Walt Disney sold air. He sold a vision. He built it. There's investors everywhere for you, but you just got to get so excited about the vision and so excited about how much people just love hearing visions. That alone, people love it. People love to see Instagram posts where you're just like, bah, 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 bah. like they just love it. People love to see five day workshops or, or seminars or anything where you're like, ah, like you're just like in it and you're really in it from that place of genuine intention. People just want to be around that because enthusiasm gives us energy and energy is life. And we're all searching for energy all day long. We want more energy, more energy, more energy. We want more life force. You want life force, right? And love is so impressive. So when you've got love and an open heart and you're unattached and you don't need anybody to do anything for you because you're just so excited. You just can't wait to get at it. You're just so ready to get the day. I mean, you're just going to start a zillion businesses. It just won't end how many ideas you're going to have. And you don't need to be the expert. Like Takdis, who's one of our students and she was in our mastermind, she grew this business from $50 to almost $100,000 in 10 months, making a business out of selling like uh, traditional Pakistani clothing. She doesn't even sew the clothing. She didn't even put it on herself to be the one to make it. Because she was like, I wouldn't be the expert at that, right? Maybe you do want to be in the hair business, but you don't want to cut the hair because you're like, I wouldn't be good at that. I wouldn't actually give a good haircut. But you have the vision and you hire the person to create the service. So she employed all these women in Pakistan who made all the clothes and she created the world and she created the conversation and she sold over Zoom 
people would, instead of buying one piece, they'd have a Zoom meeting with her. They'd buy six pieces of clothing. She now started supporting these women and their families and then had enough money extra to help a school to feed like 200 children a day. It's amazing what she has done with her consciousness, with her belief, with her resourcefulness. So I'm just saying it's all here all the time. You just have to open the aperture and see it. You can collaborate with people if you need them. You can find a better investor. You don't have to go sell your tea to the 99 cent store who might not be interested or get it or want to have a tea service with you. But you could call the Dorchester collection and have a meeting with the manager of the spa, the Beverly Hills Hotel. Next thing you know, you get every single hotel in Los Angeles because they all want to be like them. That's really smart. It's all here all the time, every single day. There's no end to how many people you can sell this to, which is just telling the story and showing them the possibility. Are you guys starting to get that? It is amazing, right? We started this call in one place. We move the energy here and then the energy starts to fall because the fear goes up. And as the fear goes up, there's a fog and you get small. And now that fear has all the power right? And now that fear is driving the car and the fear shows up as I don't know, which is just fear. And the fear shows up as I can't because I'm not this, not ready that it all that stuff. And it's like, what if our greatest satisfaction came in really and truly understanding that we are truly powerful and we don't need to run from things that seem that they could cause us pain We actually need to go straight for them, like make a beeline for it because on the other side of that is the breakthrough. And so the amount of expansion that I've been able to experience and continue to experience has come from my willingness to find the courage that actually is the essence of who I really am. And brick by brick, you know, the, the home, the life, the lifestyle, my kids' private schools, like that, I can literally say I go to sleep at night and like that was built brick by brick from my capacity to walk straight in, to show up, to be fearless, right? As opposed to being fearful. Because courage actually doesn't happen in the absence of fear. The only time you get to actually demonstrate your bravery is when you are scared and you show up anyway, or else you are not courageous. Because if you don't have fear and show up anyway, you didn't employ courage. And so we have to ask ourselves, how courageous am I? And how brave do I really want to be? And so in my life, I have put my feet to the fire and said, no, no, you're going to have that conversation. Oh, no, 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 no. You're going to set up that thing and put it on the calendar and show up and do it because that, in doing that, that's actually where your soul actually gets all the reward. Forget the outcome. This is about you showing up fully as who you are meant to be. And so go get it, girl. Go freaking get it. If there is nothing on your calendar that makes your heart beat fast, then you won't grow. That's okay, but just know that. But if there's something on your calendar every single day that makes you go, 
Ugh. Right? I just, so why did I say I was going to do that? Well, good for you because you will become a person who grows constantly. You will be setting down things left and right. And you're the kind of person that everyone wants to be around because you are unbridled and you are willing to come home and be in your skin and not have shame and allow yourself to be all the things that you are and just keep going. Just keep on going, not waiting for something to take away your need for courage because you've got it now. It's never going to come. You know, it's never going to come. There will never be a time where you've got all that you need to not have to worry about fear. That's just not coming. But what will happen is you'll just walk alongside the fear and you'll go, oh, I thought it was a jungle. It was just a blade of grass because it doesn't know about me. It thought it did. It doesn't. In fact, my whole life, I love when people just tell me I can't do something. I'm like, say it again. Please tell me one more time because you just don't know. You just don't know about me. But I love that you think you do. And now that you've set that down, ooh, now it's like a challenge, right? Now I'm like, oh, I'll take pictures for you. I'll just do it and take pictures so you can see. And I'll send them to you so you can have all the pictures you want of the things that you thought I couldn't do, right? You can do it all. It's just the willingness to believe that you can. That's it. That's the only difference between people who are successful and people who aren't. They just take the shot, take the shot, take the shot, take the shot. Meanwhile, everyone's just talking about it still, just wasting tons of time. I've been in LA for 20 years. I started my life here with tons of people who had big ideas. Oh my God, they're going to write this script and they were going to do this thing. And they're still talking about it. Talking a lot. Got lot, lots to talk about. I don't have time for that. And I'll tell you that every single person I've ever met has talent, lots of talent, but it doesn't matter because we all have talent. It's execution that matters. That's it. Got to execute. And most of the time, the people who execute are not even the most talented. Isn't that hilarious? So do we have the best stuff? No. The most talented people are usually overthinking it. What a waste, right? got to go execute. How do you execute? Bring the energy, get on the call, show up live, keep going live, get it going, get some energy in there, be unattached. People can feel you're unattached. Like, I'm having fun hanging out with this girl. I'm going to fall over. I'm going to come the next time. I'm going to come the next time. I'm not going to say I'm trying to do a podcast. No, you're not trying to do a podcast because you're doing a podcast. You just bring the energy of like, oh, it's on. Let's just go. Let's just uh, drive a freight train right through that fear. We're just doing this thing, right? It's not about like, well, when it happens, no, no, this is just what I'm doing. Jenna Fisher said to me that when she came to LA before she got the office, of course, her friends were like, yeah, I'm going to be here for six months. And if I don't get the part by then, I'll go back to St. Louis. And she's like, oh, that's the difference between you and me. Like, I'm just doing this. I don't care if it takes six months or six years. Like, I'm doing this. That's very different. It's like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm not like, oh, if it doesn't happen, oh, I'm still checking. Well, then it's never going to happen. Because you're not doing it then. You're basically saying, I'm afraid to do it. I need you to tell me that I'm supposed to do it. And if you don't give me the confirmation I'm doing this, then of course I'm not doing it. She's like, no, I'm doing this. And then the world goes, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. And so she did. So you can do all of it. It all exists for you. And you know how you know? Because if I asked you right now to find evidence of somebody who's making a living doing that thing that you want to do, you could in 16 seconds go to Instagram and find me 27 people who are making multiple six figures and millions of dollars doing whatever that thing is. It all exists. There's evidence everywhere. I mean, that's not like saying you want to go land on the moon and even that there's evidence of. 
right? There's evidence that people have done that. Obviously, you can do that. And when Amy Purdy built the feet that could snowboard and people were like, no, you can't snowboard as a double amputee. She was like, oh, that's either true or I'm just the first person who will do it. I'm going to choose that one. So then she did. And now thousands of people who have double amputees who have snowboard because she did, obviously, because she decided that she would. And she did, right? Because it's all up to you. If you believe that you can, you will. And if you believe that you can't, you're right. You won't. So how much of a capacity, though, it all goes back to energy. How much of a capacity do you have to receive? Because it will match that. So if there is a capacity right now for you to have, you know, it's like certain computers have a certain amount of memory, right? And you pay more when there's a greater capacity. Certain radios have a certain amount of capacity for bass. And at a certain point you go, this sounds like shit. It's like, yeah, because there's just not that subwoofer on this radio, right? You're going to probably have to buy one with a bigger capacity. You are that way. When you energetically have a capacity to receive more, you will. When your capacity energetically is still like this, this is all we got then. It's just going to be a match. Do you ever notice people in your life who no matter where they move, they just have the exact same apartment, like the same kind of thing or whoever they date, it's just the same guy with just a different name. You're like, you just keep receiving the same thing. Like why even go through the hassle of moving or breaking up with that guy? You just keep reliving Groundhog Day. There is nothing changing here, right? But then once in a while, you see someone and you go, well, that's an up level. What happened there? It's like, well, that person's ability to receive more is what changed. And now the reflection has to be different because a reflection is literally what it is. It's a reflection. A mirror is just going to mirror right back what is there. That's it. It's not going to do anything different than send it back. That's what our lives are. So really, it's this energy work to be like, where is my vibe? How much synchronicity am I allowing for versus how much am I trying to predict it? Because the truth is that all of the miracles are already here hidden in plain sight. But when your aperture widens, when your focus widens, you're going to be on a walk, meet the perfect person. You're going to be walking home, have the download. You're going to go live with the energy. It's all right here. It's all going to come pouring in because you're going to allow it to just reveal itself It was always there anyway. That's what reception is. You don't really have to go do anything to get it. You just have to allow yourself to receive it. It's already here. It's so simple. It's so easy how it works. And you're going to be like, oh my God, I just can't believe how that just like dropped in. It's like, yeah, it was just going to drop in. I mean, you guys can feel it, you know, and, and so often like I stop listening to words and I just feel the energy and you can feel when the energy just gets constricted again. And we're just, we're not alive anymore. We've just turned off the radio. We're back in this physical experience. We're looking at things as separate. We're disconnecting from source. We do it all the time. We're just like, no, no source here. No God here. No consciousness here. Nothing infinite here. This is a scarce world. It's doggy dog. We're all separate. And our capacity to receive is so small because there's very little to receive. And it's like, Oh, what was that? You can just feel it. And it's just like shame and guilt and scarcity and more scarcity and more scarcity and more scarcity because we are separate little beings and our identity is in our ego and we're all separate and there's nothing magical about it because it's all physical and just turns off all the energy, right? And I think about this example, which I've used so many times, but it's so visceral to me because when my 
kids and I would go to this montage in South Carolina. And I highly recommend going there. It's like a beautiful escape. It's just, there's a river you can go out on and there's, everyone gets a bicycle and it's a little village and it's so quiet. And we've gone there many times. And when we go out on the river, we swim with these dolphins and they're just so aligned, right? They're just dancing. It's like perfect everything. It's literally perfect. There's nothing not perfect about it. The sunlight is perfect. The temperature is perfect. The water is perfect. The oyster beds are like spitting their little things and aerating the water and doing what they do. And the dolphins are just like flipping and dancing and they're just gorgeous and boundless, right? And they just have this entire ocean to play in. And the the captain who takes us out on this little boat, he's always like, yeah, it's amazing because when it gets colder, they go down south and they always come back and they kind of like go all the way to Key West and then they come on back to South Carolina. It's just like, you know, just imagine you just have the whole ocean. You're just like, here I go, right? As it should be, right? And there's no ego there. It's just grace. It's just continuity. It's just being in alignment. It's so beautiful. And usually when we're out there, there's an eagle and we'll see this bald eagle and it's just like, ooh, like the amount of grace and the watching an eagle fly when it's quiet and you can just watch it and you're just like in awe of how amazing, right? And it's just like, of course it's supposed to soar. Of course it's supposed to fly. And every single thing is designed to thrive like that. And the only thing that often doesn't is a human because of this stuff. Like, why do you want to eat organic food? Because you want to be able to thrive. Why do you want to have an unlimited amount of energy and resources and oxygen? Like, why would you want to be dehydrated every day? You wouldn't be a great mom. You wouldn't be able to work. You're like, well, I don't want to have too much water because there's water's a limited resource. And no, like you should have plenty of water so that you can thrive, where you can show up, that you can dance, you can be a creator, you came here to create. And then you just have the amount that you you can receive. And what do you do with that? What you receive, you metabolize it, and then it turns into more. Abundance creates more abundance. The more that you allow to come through you, the more that shows up for everything around you. It just keeps giving life to the whole ecosystem. So it's almost like you have to say to yourself, I have to choose here. Am I going to keep playing with shame and fear and ego at the driver's seat? Or am I going to surrender that on behalf of the good of the collective? Because that doesn't serve anyone. It creates static, right? It creates more lack. It creates less for you to do in their thriving and less for you to generate and less Wi-Fi and less receptivity. It's not feminine, right? Feminine is like, just sit on your queen and just say, thank you. Just sit in your throne and just be like, thank you. This is beautiful. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I hope that that inspired you. Here are the takeaways. Number one, you are a creator. You are the master manifester, you and you alone. No one else is going to come do it for you. It's your job. Number two, we can have anything we want if we're willing to give up the belief that we can't have it. Number three, it's high time that women allow themselves to lead and rise. Number four, be willing to tell mediocre stories so that eventually you're going to tell a brilliant story. 
Number five, all of the miracles are already here, hidden in plain sight. You just have to open the aperture and see them. Number six, don't run from things that seem scary. Go straight for it because on the other side of that, that's where the breakthrough is. Number seven, forget the outcome. This is about you showing up fully as you're meant to be. Go get it. Number eight, of course you're supposed to soar. Every single thing is designed to thrive like that. And number nine, abundance creates more abundance. The more you allow it to come through, the more that shows up for everything around you. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. And I hope you know how much I appreciate it. We have so many good episodes that are coming up. So please follow along on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, wherever you're listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a review. I would love to see you in the workshop this week. We'll be live every day on Zoom. If you want to get the details, go to kathyheller.com slash wealth. It's a free workshop. I'm so excited about it. I love you. I'll leave you with a song. I'll talk to you soon. So